Yo, what's good? Countercurrents episode 11. I'm here with my co-host. Elena Torres. Welcome back. And today we have a wonderful guest with Our us. guest of honor. Please Say welcome. Your name. Sarah Jean Armour. Yay! Oh, shit. It's <laughs> Sarah Armour. You know, I don't think a lot of people are familiar with name. the Jean thing. <laughs> yeah. But that's just, cool. Flashed back to when I was like, you know, in middle school, like grade school. And it's right. like, Sarah Jean Armour. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Sarah Jean. Raising your hand and the whole thing. Sarah, you just had a show. Here I just at Draft had a show. House. We just watched it. It was awesome. We got a lot of. She don't make that think face. So. Yeah, she's giving us a face right now. Yeah, when we get the 360 camera in here, you'll know we're not bullshit yeah, anymore. Exactly. But, uh, cool. Yeah, exactly. That'll be cool. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, a it's format very, upgrade here. Yeah, it is very cool. Ahead. But this is the Rough Draft House podcast. Well, I feel and, like what uh, you just saw was a rough draft of Sarah. <laughs> that was a rough draft show. I half agree, I half disagree. I mean, Tell I me. I think it's better than what you think it is, but I think, yes, at the beginning, because you're trying a new format with this therapy thing. Yeah. And. You need to just get the segues. It's like yeah. like a pipe fitter needs to get the right joints. You know, they might have all the pipes right, but if you don't got the right fucking L, that's thing, exactly. I love that analogy. That's, right, that's exactly what it is. It's like I do have the pieces. I have. It is an idea, but right, like I don't know what the like order would be. Like I, it was in my head. Like, well, do I like get to know them beforehand? Do I get to know them during? I mean, I also did it a little weird. Like I was just sitting on stage, like as people were coming in. You know, there was no, like, formal, like, okay, now give it up for your headliner or get up for your host, give it up for... Right. So, like, the whole thing was a little... Even, like, you know, we have to be comfortable to perform, right? And so even, like, there was a part of me that was, like, starting to doubt myself, like, as I was just sitting on stage and people were coming in and just sitting there and I was like, oh, this is a little weird, actually. Yeah. Like, me just sitting here, oh, like... Oh, fuck, people were coming. People are coming. And I also, like, assumed that it would be, like, more people that I new or like mm-hmm. my clients or mm-hmm. people that and it's actually just like people from like off the street and people yeah. who which mm-hmm. is fine but it 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 surprised me because i it just surprised me and then i, I just like i'm sitting on there i'm sitting on stage i'm watching people come yeah. in and then i'm like what are you oh doing? no i was <laughs> like, fucking what? humiliated i was like she's in from out of town and she's got like 18 people that know her like i don't even have that many people here and i'm a fucking native of like 30 <laughs> plus no, years that was haphazard i don't know any of those people yeah. no one actually came to see me no, other I'm, than like the comics and that's you. a placating lie i actually know thousands of people here however <laughs> oh, none yeah. of them, but none of them none of them would ever come to my fucking shows yeah. When they do, it's like found money. It, it just surprised <laughs> me, but nobody I ask ever does. So right. I have to pull like a Costanza when I'm building crowds and shit. <laughs> it's fucked up. But tell I, people what the idea behind the show is about and what is the show that we just well, watched for those of the people that weren't here. So I wanted to do something that I guess you could call it like a one person show, but mm-hmm. I wanted to do something that sort of was in between uh, like a, just a stand up show uh, and a storytelling show and then included elements of you know you could say co- I mean I'm a life coach by day so uh you know included elements of coaching or advice or self-help and my intention was to have it I wanted it to feel more like a more like a hangout and so like you come in and like I'm already there I had a candle I had crystals I like set some ground rules like we're, you're allowed to we're allowed to talk if you have something to say please feel free like this is an open space but then uh you know I don't know like there were certain things that I mean I could have come earlier and tested it like but, like, you know, 
the lighting matters and like to do this kind of thing like the lighting matters and like whether or not I'm on a microphone matters and what people listen to when they come in matters like if I'm actually going to ask people to break their habits and to break their expectations I do need to like do a better job of like just creating that atmosphere and explaining totally. sort of what I what my expectations are. Right. And totally. I think the thing is is that I had like a really clear idea slash there's always the part of me that's down to improvise so I was like well we'll just see what happens when they come in we'll see who ends up coming and then it ends up being like nobody that I ever knew and I asked them all like you know like what are you guys doing here like how you know like what are you really I was sort of like being funny with workshop stuff at the beginning like what would you hope to get out of this like what you hope and like mm-hmm. no one said anything and then it was like uh to be funny and I'm like oh you guys just like you're at the comedy oh, club I didn't and you hear just that. like well, yeah like oh, I was shit. like what do you guys like really want to get out of it and like no one said anything and then someone was like just like comedy and I was like and then I was like in my head but that was like right. within like you know two minutes the like plane crash what's so funny too is like Pearl I've been like saying this idea over and over and I keep telling it to Pearl and she's like it's not gonna work she's like the way you're not that it's not gonna work overall but just like the way that you think that it's gonna work isn't gonna work people don't want to come to a comedy show and then be put on the spot you know and so mm-hmm. I, I guess like you know if I were gonna do it like this again I would just make sure that there was more um, I think communication in the advertising communication in like when people come in so that they know really like what to expect what's going on and then um yeah I, I would need to do like I would just need to either structure it differently or do it at a different time I just like the whole thing was a little bit it was definitely an experiment yeah. it was four o'clock on uh you know and we just had a big eclipse so yes, the energy's a little well, wacky and Mercury's in retrograde yes, Mars is in is. retrograde mm-hmm. all the fucking things are in retrograde so I didn't right. actually have a high expectation of like I actually didn't think like Oh, I'm gonna go do this show and like it's gonna be a fucking home run. No, right. I was like, let's just. That's why I even when I was even talking about like doing something, I was like, let's just do it four o'clock because like it, the pressure's sort of off at that point. That makes sense. It's like so now in corollary with your typical armor process of like stepping it up just a notch or whatever. Would you say maybe you'd take it up to, like, make it, like, an 11 o'clock show or something? Yeah, I actually, I actually like, found to, myself to bring wishing. pressure on your – or maybe maybe even, like, a 9. I don't know. Well, like, I just think that if if I'm going to do something that's interactive mm-hmm. specifically, I think I, – I, I can't believe I, like, wish people were drinking. But, like, it was sort of hard how dead sober the space was. Yeah. For sure. And, like, coming off the street in, like, the blaring sunlight, going back in the blaring sunlight, um, I wasn't quite – I mean, I've been going through all these, like, sort of weird transitions anyway. So I've been sort of – like I feel a little out of it mentally anyway so I really wasn't like oh this is gonna be like the show that changes everything or like I'm gonna I'm gonna write my hour on stage I really wanted it to I guess the thing I wanted was it for it to be funny if I wanted to be more improvisational than it was right um but then because it because the audience really wasn't down to participate in that way um then I was like, oh, now I'm just, like, going to do an hour of jokes. And, like, then the list that I had made didn't actually match what was going on right. anymore. Right. So it was like, okay, uh, all right. They just want comedy, and, like, it's just me. I've now set myself up for, like, total disaster. There's, like, no other comics. There's no host. There's no, Yeah, I know. was wondering at first because I was like, 
you admitted to all those transitions going on right now. Right. And it seemed like very, an attempt at catharsis or something. Right, right. And it felt real. I was like, this doesn't seem like it's just contrived for the stage no. or anything no. like that. Like you talk about a breakup, you talk about something, was it career related or something? Well, I just, I mean, I talked about um, breakups, I talked about, um, I mean, honestly, I didn't talk about it as much as I want to talk about. It. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I, I kind of, the whole thing was a lot about like worse behavior, pretty much, and just like mm-hmm. spinning. I, I, I guess like my the point of view I was trying to convey is just like wherever you're at's fine. Yeah, and like yeah. if you need to sit in the bathtub and cry, yeah. for I've just been like pretty depressed, and like mm-hmm. that's sort of outside of my comfort zone. I'd say yeah. I mean, because like the Sarah Armor, I'm most acquainted with. This is just. Our history, a little bit of blurb, was 2012. I want to say that's about the time you started Comet Stand yeah. Up. And it's the time I started. Mm-hmm. And I had my mic at the Dancing Crab that's in Tedlington. Right. Remember that shit? That was like I, that was like one of my first mics. Yeah. Like I remember that like so fucking well. And you came and you destroyed every <laughs> single fucking Friday. That was when that was the only Friday mic in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I remember thinking, shit, well, she's moving to New York. She's on to bigger and better things after about two years of killing it around here. And then I just didn't really see you anymore. Maybe I bump into you once a year or something yeah. like that or whatever. But I, And then I saw you at like a New York Times thing and then um, LCS. But I just kind of was like, oh, she's probably just forgotten all about it. So honestly, like in the review of – your videos today when I had a bunch of downtime, I work weekends at work and shit. So I was just sitting there on YouTube waiting for the phone to ring and fucking around going through the whole filmography of Sarah armor. (laughs) I was like, because you talked about some of that shit too. And some of the clips, I guess, uh, of what you're going through and everything. And I was like, is this the same? I know. I mean, maybe this is just a put on of self deprecation for the comedy, but it, it it just it threw me for a loop. Yeah, and I think that's like I get, if I'm actually thinking about what I talked about, I think that's really like what I was addressing, sort of just like feeling like a failure, just like having you know when I left here, I was like, oh, I'm like the biggest star that's ever been, mm-hmm. and uh, and then life humbles you, and New York yeah. has humbled me, and I've humbled myself, and I've struggled with you know uh, mental mental health things and addiction things and family things and I feel um I'm actually excited about comedy for the first time in a long time but it's weird to um try to reconcile like old material and and reconcile an old persona with this person that I actually am in the middle of becoming yeah like I'm in a very transition place I mean I I really should be um you know that's why I feel a little guilty. I'm like, oh man, I feel like I just like waste everybody's time because I really could have. Of course, I like could have prepared more. I, I mean, I I should have way more punchlines and all that stuff. I should have way more. Um, you know, the material could have been much better. But you know, for me, I was like sort of curious just about like, okay, what what without getting like deeply personal because you don't want to talk about too much stuff on stage while you're in the middle of it because mm-hmm. it, th- because people can people can see it. it's yeah. still painful it's still painful sure. right. but i was trying to do what what you're saying which is like actually express what's true which is like hey this is what you're seeing right now this is a workshop space for me and 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 i hope it is for you too and if you want to talk with me let's talk together or i'll just talk and um 
they didn't want to talk, <laughs> which some people had predicted. It's mm-hmm. okay, they were right. I wanted, I had to find out myself. But um, you know, there's a fine line between like doing material that that is really like cathartic and true and feels good and feels like wow, this is like the thing that I'm here to say you know fine line between that and like when it's not really processed there aren't really punchlines it's not really like there were a few times during that show where I, I mean I must have had like 15 minute stretches of just like not laughs and or maybe like a few here and there like luckily I can usually pull it out of a hat somewhere but like you know there were long stretches where I was like okay well I thought this story was going to be really interesting and I thought that this story was really going to um you know like you were going to love me so much that this story that I, I would be able to tell this story and like everything I say would just, you know, work because you love me so much. But it's like when you start off the show and then the energy's kind of weird and then you're like, oh, they don't love me. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck. And I'm not prepared. and I don't have punchlines. I don't even know what my point of view is because I don't know what I should be talking about. So, um, you know, I just think I'm in an in, an in between phase. Yeah. And so it sort of shows. But I think if people aren't laughing, that doesn't mean they're not connected. Like, there was a lot of stuff that you're saying that I was like, wow, I've been there. Even now you're talking about certain things and being humbled in life, especially working in the entertainment industry. Like, I was an actress for a long time. Mm. There were definitely points in my career where I thought things were really going to blow up, and I felt like it was really hot shit, and then they didn't. Totally. You know, and I think that's a really big part of this. And there's a lot of stuff, like, you just saying that now, I connected with that. And watching the show, like, there were stories you were telling Yeah. where you're like, yeah, I've been there. But that doesn't necessarily make you laugh. Right. I don't know if you've seen – have you seen Neil Brennan's Three Mics? Special. No, but I heard uh, that's so interesting. That you, yeah. that you should watch it because it's really cool because he's got three mics and he goes from one to the other. And one mic is just stand up. The other one is one liners. And the third <laughs> is called emotional stuff. Ah. And in my opinion, when I saw it, the emotional stuff was so fucking awesome. I thought it was the best part of, of all three. And his stand up was great. And the one liners were great. But you didn't hear a lot of laughs during the emotional right. stuff. But you're watching it and it's hitting you. Yeah. So like, I feel like maybe because you're used to doing stand up. You're not necessarily used to just, like, telling a story and it hitting people. But just because they're not laughing doesn't mean they don't love you. Well, that I appreciate hearing because, like, I couldn't tell whether I was, like, right. I actually am not a – I mean, obviously, we're here to do comedy. This should have been comedy. But, like, I love theater and I love storytelling. And I don't – like, you know, I was just trying to talk about what – you know, my trajectory or just sort of, like, where I'm at and what's Mm -hmm. been going on and what – and how I'm feeling. And – um. Yeah, like, definitely, like, I had all these jokes saved. I was like, we'll do that at the end. I mean, I should have just gotten off stage that fucking Disney joke and been like, okay, I have a good joke, finally, bye, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, I my fear was that, like, now everyone's going to leave and, like, I'm just, like, sort of vulnerable and everyone thinks I'm a bad person and it wasn't funny and it wasn't that, like, nobody bad even person. knows what I'm talking about. Well, mean? I gave that guy herpes, you know? Oh, yeah. And well, everybody like, is herpes. Everyone has herpes! And everybody connects with doing a shitty thing, at least from a girl's like a guy that hurt you doing right. a shitty thing. If anything, I hear that and I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. I'm not fu- like, right. fuck you. I'm like, fuck that guy. He deserves I it. was the one person in the audience when you said, hey, what's worse, bed bugs or herpes? And I screamed out bed bugs. Yeah. Nobody heard me. Bed bugs so much worse. You know, yeah, no, 100% bed bugs. So much fucking worse. Yeah. So much worse. I purposely contract herpes once or twice a year <laughs> just to eat the bed bugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually do know what you mean. Yeah. Same. Um, and when you did the joke about, you know, your panties fake.
face up in the shit yeah, or yeah. whatever. I was like thinking that's like herpes number two. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it actually is like right. That was that was the birth of herpes story. But um, right. It's like the whole thing is. I mean, yeah, it was. I like, got a little disgusting. And then I yeah, like that. What's funny is like a lot of the stuff that like sort of didn't work that well, mm-hmm. like is stuff that has been crushing. So then it's like when the stuff that you've been doing that is new, but that has been crushing is sort of like uh, received like in a weird way. Mm-hmm. You know, they were a little mm-hmm. bit like just uptight about it. I was like, oh, man, I've really now like just I'm doing like a it's like a, whatever is like a reverse advertisement for myself. <laughs> I, I think I'm just like, who's gross? Me. Um, How much of that, though, in the life coach business is there in terms of people getting real vulnerable and saying, hey, like, I'm a fuck stick too, guys. Like, don't worry about it. You know, like you're paying me and I could tell you I'm fucking, you know, Johnny, uh, you know, PhD, but really, like, you know, I still shit in my panties every now and then. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, I, like, how much is that? I and mean, there's a little of that as, like, a, a therapist. Yeah. But, you know, it wouldn't be anything that extreme. But I know you guys have, like, different rules or lack thereof, maybe. Well, I don't know. How, how much is Life Coach, like... How much is there an overview, like an advisory board? Well, so that's a great question. I, you know, I'm, I guess I'm sort of like transitioning out of being a life coach. Oh, okay. Um, I, I mean, I'll, it's the kind of thing where for a while it was like my business. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do have clients. I take clients. I, I love to do it. Um, the answer to that question is there is a governing board. There is like an I, uh, international coaching federation, ICF, yeah. and there are rules and there and they, it, you know, you can, you can continue to get educated and it raises the level of like, so you can be like a master, a certified master coach or a, you know, a PCC or a master master coach. I don't even know what it is, but it's like you, you can keep going and getting certified. Um, it's a relatively new profession. It's yeah. a relatively new thing. And a lot of therapists, like I have an aunt who like, is like so judgmental about it right. and is like what the fuck are you like you're just right, like right, hanging right. out a sign that says i'm a, like yeah, i yeah, i'm yeah. a therapist and it's like no it's different you know and mm-hmm. technically it is different than therapy that the service is different mm-hmm. um i think a lot of coaches uh at least online try to present things being like really glittery and really perfect then there are right. also coaches who make it their business to be like things aren't perfect and like i'm the coach for things that aren't perfect for me Anybody who works with me, you know, I don't really do any marketing at all. So, like, anybody who works with me works with me because we know each other. Mm-hmm. and Or it's, like, right. through word of mouth or a recommendation. And so, for me, there has never been any, like, hiding about anything imperfect about. I mean, literally all my – I mean, I tried to say it up there in a joke and then it kind of didn't work. But, like, after they work with me before reaching their dreams, like, mm-hmm. all of my clients end up, like, experimenting with drugs, breaking up with their boyfriends. Like, I'm totally <laughs> telling people to go. I'm sending pot to people's houses. And, yeah. like, I'm right. not saying that in terms of, like, you know, I'm not saying drugs are the answer or, like, <laughs> you know, go get addicted or whatever. But it's, like, a lot of people that hire me – it just depends on who I'm working with. But a lot of people that hire me are very – um uh, high strung in the mm. thing that they think that they hired me for right. and so a lot of right. like my personal work as a coach which is not like necessarily the work of a coach and I cannot speak for all coaches but a lot of what I do with people is like sort of undo these like facades that that they have put up where they're like going for this goal that like actually isn't in alignment with them or where they're saying that they want one thing but then like doing everything well, shit else. that's just too unrealistic or like something that they don't really want. Something but, they, yeah, they think they want. They they think they want. They it's something they think they want. So a lot of people ah. come in with this idea of like 
like I'm hiring you because like I, I want to finally write this book that I've been yeah, dying to yeah. write. Right, yeah. right. And it's like, well, the Fuck. truth is if you really wanted to be writing the book that you were writing, like you'd be writing the book because you do the stuff that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like a lot of my work in coaching is is and that's like when I've done the live coaching and that's sort of what I was hoping for today that didn't happen. But it's happened a few times like at Tim's show mm-hmm. where like there's been some, you know, Oh, very, I did see that. There's clip a lot with of the humor. Two gay guys, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. There's like a lot, of, and I did one with like Lynn, I've done it a few times where it really is satisfying, but it's like a lot. A lot of times you can get to the humor really fast with it because you'll say to someone, "What's going on with you? What is the thing that you really want?" And they'll tell you, and then you say, "Okay, well, what's in the way?" And then they'll tell you what's in the way, and then you know, without even giving any specific example, across the board, mm-hmm. the thing that's in the way is like completely created by the person and right. in direct opposition to the thing they say they want sure. and so there's so right. much humor there and there's so much so a lot of my work is just reflecting that back to people like okay well you say you want to write a book but you're okay what's the problem you're not you, you're not making time to write well well all right yeah. here's yeah. you know here's what you could do how about write? and then you know you end up getting into some people you send it there because you say hey there's really something deeper going on here yeah. that's mm-hmm. preventing you from writing and i don't that's not sure i can't heal that wound for you but it seems like there's a wound that should be treated if there's d- deep anxiety or depression or but it's like know. usually people are like i don't have time and it's yeah, like that's not what's no, going on it's a load of shit load of shit it's not what's going on you do the things that you you do the things that you want to do you talk yeah. to who you want to talk to you um you write the things you want to write there's even the people on their deathbed they're like i really wanted to do this and i did and it's a great it's a huge regret of mine it's like hey let it go no need for that to be a huge regret if you really wanted to do it you really would have done it yeah mm-hmm. To some degree, I think that's very true. Um, there are things I think in the psyche that definitely do hold people back, of course, and right. some shit they'll never even get to the root of. Oh, of course. And I know there's some stuff about me, you know, that I try to you know, work at or whatever. But generally, I know at the end of the day, when I'm done, like fucking off with Netflix or like right. whatever. Yeah, I kind of wanted to do that. You know well, what right, I mean? Yeah. Like, also, I tried to make that joke. Like, I don't know if it works, but I I said like. Um, you know, people come to me all the time. And they're just like, "Oh, I'm just too depressed," and it's like, "Well, maybe you're not depressed. Maybe I mean, I'm not. Also, this is not. Yeah. If you are depressed, seek help. I, right. I'm not saying it's a fake thing. I totally right. honor it. But there are also people that are going, "Oh, I'm just too depressed," and it's like, or you just wanted to relax for the afternoon. Yeah. Like we're yeah. all walking around being so hard on ourselves yeah. and then treating ourselves like right. failures, and then living this life where we are failures. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not really the thing. Yeah. I mean, right? The, you know, if you need support in sitting down and writing or if you need support in you know working out the time management piece of it well that's something that that's doable but walking around saying that you want one thing and then doing everything to to create the opposite is like i mean it's what we all do i i did it to my i did it to myself today you know what i mean i'm like i want to everything i wanted for today and promised myself i would be is like not i did everything opposite but it's like that's okay too and now i get to look at that and i'll go to my coaches and my therapist and say hey i really like self-sabotage myself in xyz ways and and but what you're saying is true that like there is usually a psychological issue. Mm-hmm. What happened on stage or what happened in the show isn't actually even bad or uh, anything to be upset about. And anything about my process leading up to it isn't anything bad or to be right. upset about. It's actually all just data. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, if you can get people and I'm talking to myself here, too, to just yeah, like no. be with <laughs> this is my own shit. But it is. It's like I'm just trying to be with like, OK, that's yeah. what it is. Like whatever it is in the moment I is like what it is. You took a note on stage and you're doing your bit about Marshall. I was like, hey, that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll build on that or whatever. Well, that's why I tried to tell them at the beginning. I was like, this is a. 
yeah. an open mic for just me. <laughs> well, you know? I really liked what you said, too, about manifestation. You said manifestation a lot in the yeah. show. And I really liked when you were talking about manifesting the boyfriend and yeah, how you're yeah. manifesting it so hard. You're holding his hand while you're walking down the street. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I so get that in that, like, when you manifest things so hard, and I feel a lot of people do that. I want it so bad, yes. and they're picturing it so bad, but it's not happening. Why, why, why? Yep. You work with that a lot when you do your what, your life coaching. Big and time. That's like a huge – that's like the whole thing, and it's like wh- it's like those experiences that we have where we're going like – like the same kind of thing even with like writing or whatever it's like i want this thing so much and i'm doing all this stuff to manifest it well it's like are you actually are you actually and and what you realize then again is like or not again but what you realize is like what we think that we are doing to the the actions that we do to to bring to us the thing that we want to manifest are oftentimes just like the opposite of the thing you need to be doing. Or you can be too hard when you do that. Like I I heard Oprah say something, which may sound cheesy, but she was like, when you want something, you just sort of want it really bad, put it out of the universe and then let it go. Because if you want something too bad a certain way, like that's how you're just not going to get it because you're too attached to the exact how that thing's going to happen, totally. how it's going to manifest itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. There, I was watching a couple behaviorists earlier today on YouTube. This one guy, he has great shit about uh, why Alcoholics Anonymous doesn't work mm. and why willpower's oh, really? discouraged and shit like that. And he said, you know, Raymond Chandler, great old writer, used to say, all right, here's the deal, Raymond. You fucking are sitting in this room. And you don't have to write anything, but you can't do anything else. And then eventually he'd just fucking write and start going, and then there you go. But I know, even when I adopt that mentality, there's a certain part of Petey Steele that just wouldn't be hilarious if I just didn't decide, like, you know what? I want to get a root beer float, a hot dog, and get my (laughs) dick sucked, you know? Right. (laughs) And that's part of the whole, you know, zen of it. But right. everybody's got to find that balance. Totally. Well, totally. and I also think that we forget. I know for me, like I definitely, even today, like I experienced that where I'm like, do all this new stuff, be this really innovative show, do this new thing. And then I was like, what are my old jokes? What are my jokes? I don't even know what my jokes are, but like, thank God I have those jokes and just go do the stuff you just know how to do. Um, but then like for me, something that, that I struggle with or that I've been working on is like, okay, so like now I actually have to like, listen and it's not just like sitting in the room and writing or standing on stage and writing it's actually like trusting the process enough that like if you then go back through it whether I'm in the character of sticky old me or not that if I keep moving through the material or I keep moving through the ideas that like I will come upon something funny even if it's not funny right now it's like a lot right. of the stuff I set up there even you know about manifestation or about depression or whatever it's like it's not that funny actually but you know okay, now I'm going to have to trust that if I now listen back to that and then try to, you know, say it in a different way or get closer to the point of what I, that I was trying to make or get closer to, you know, um, a punchline or, you know, create something. I just, like, we have to actually work with the stuff that doesn't feel funny too because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes I'll be walking down the street and go, oh, that's a funny concept, and then it becomes just like a quick, a quick fast, easy yeah. joke. And I want comedy to be like that all the time where it's like, oh, like, I'm just blessed with all this humor around me. And it's like, right. now nah, the third time you say it, it's actually like not that funny anymore. And mm-hmm. like your, your, your gut isn't your, the energy of like the passion of you telling this funny thing. Like that last comic standing story, I told it the other day, but the way I told it had, I just was coming from such a different place, not like right. buried in the middle of a show. And like, like I just 
there were more punchlines and I delivered really well and I like crushed it. It's like it's such a funny experience. Whereas just now I'm like, okay, now you all feel bad for me. I've left you there. Crickets in this room. Right. I want to die. You want to die. You Now you feel bad for me. This is horrible. So it's like instead of being like, I'm not doing that joke anymore, it's got to be like, okay, that wasn't. There's a time and place. There's exactly. a time and place. And like now what can I do to, to no matter where I am, when it is, tell it better. Like it should be funnier. It, it should be funnier than it is. Now let me ask you because you said something pretty interesting when you came in here before the show and it was that you're not really doing mics in like a regular every night routine the way you did once upon a time. And I'm not either. Now, I have my own reasons for that. One is I work a pretty wild job. I get in yeah. at 7 a.m. every day and everything. Another is, you know, I don't have as many mics because there's politics I don't like, whatever. There's all kind. I'm not about a scene so much mm-hmm. anymore. You got to run your own room again. Yeah. Well, I do. I have two monthlies and oh, everything. Oh, you yeah. got to tell me I'll come. Yeah. No, no. We'll have you down. We all Fuck pay. Yeah. Me and Adrian Rodney. They're do fun it. rooms. Oh, I love Adrian. Yeah. yeah. They're fun it's, rooms. Hell yeah. Yeah. They're fantastic. But, um, you know, the thing is, I kind of feel as though going out every night inhibits me, too. I don't think it really works in my process. But a lot of people, when I tell them that, they think I'm crazy. And, mm, and I, no. I kind of take to their point a little because I'm like, there's some unconscious learning to be done through going up every night and kind of working your bits out and seeing where things are responded to best in the couple of seconds of one bit or something. You're like, oh, wow, I can change this word and do this. Or this kind of crowd adapts to this thing. Oh, there's not so much. There's like, you know, there's a feel, uh, an instinctive learning. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't know. It just hasn't been enough for me to like live my life and do that every night. It, it wears me the fuck down, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Is that where you're at with it? Or is it or what made you stop kind of doing it nightly? Or I don't know. Well. I don't even know what I'm asking now. I know what you're asking. You're saying like you you know, there was a time when we were doing open mics every fucking night and that was what you did and we all got good at comedy and then it's like, well, now no one's doing open mics every fucking... Or like, why aren't you? This is why I'm not doing open mics every night. Why aren't you? Um, A few reasons. I guess, first of all, um, you know, I was in a... Just so many reasons. My life... My life for a while wasn't in a place where I even wanted to perform or... I didn't want to perform anyway. So I would get booked for things and go because, like, if I was getting booked without trying, it's a good, you know, the universe is continuing to keep me on this path. Bless the universe. So grateful. Um, So basically just, like, it stopped being fun. Mm -hmm. And real-life problems became the thing that I was focused on. And, you know, I was... I was in a breakup half the time and I was taking way too much Adderall and I was smoking way too much weed and I Mm. was, you know, not really, um, I wasn't writing anything that I wanted to say on stage and I wasn't thinking anything was funny in particular. And so I had the itch to perform and I had the desire to grow my career, but I didn't give, I don't, I I didn't want to. So like, why would I do what I didn't want to? Then when I started to want to again, what I found was that, and I think probably why coach, why even I'm experimenting with this is like, I give a lot all day. Yeah. Like coaching is, I am open micing. I mean, I'm crushing every one of these calls. Why do I keep getting hired? Because I am making everyone feel so much better about what's fucked right. up about them. I mean, I got punchlines. I mean, that's why I'm safe improvising because I mean, thank God I was able to improvise some of those punchlines earlier. They came to me and I'm like, whoo. 
Yeah. Thank God I've got this skill because like, mm-hmm. if if I'm relying on the jokes that I've written that aren't working, then like I'm really fucked. Yeah. So coaching yeah. is uh, I lo- I've loved it and I enjoy it, but it's like after you talk to you know four people, if I, if I have four individual calls with with people and so you do it on a call basis strictly do huh? it on I, I sometimes do like workshops and stuff like okay. corporate workshops but um you know i'm most it's mostly like on the on a call or on skype and i'm talking if i'm if, if for four hours i coach that's like four hours of like an open mic with one person yeah. and so then i'm tired and then it's like i don't want to now go like and i have all these voices in my head and all these new things to think about that aren't even related to my material. It's actually other people's material that I've now given punchlines to that didn't need it or want it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just like I've been really I mean, I think the overall problem that I've been facing that I'm trying to realign now is just like energy management, yeah. Yeah. energy management, idea sort of like filtration, like like where you put what ideas and, you know, wherever your sort of shoulders are facing is what you see and yeah. so i just wasn't facing comedy for a while mm. even though it, it it is in a way the thing that continues to like bring me back to uh, my center mm-hmm. um so you know when you don't want to be centered yeah. you don't want to do the thing that gets you centered yeah. right. and that's the truth so mm. um you know even if i was bad just now or this was not the greatest show I it was great. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just grateful. I mean, I, I guess the thing <laughs> really is that, like, it doesn't matter. What matters is that, like, I want to perform and that I yeah. that I can have fun even if I don't feel that I, like, did the work to the best of my ability and that I didn't, you know, kill myself, you know. It, it, I didn't prepare in a way that was, like, incongruent to what I actually hoped would happen. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. – so, you know, that's a win for me. And – you know, when I go back to New York, I will hopefully perform. You know, I, I'm happy where I'm at now. Like, I would love to perform every night of the week again. And I mm. do think that it helps me in comedy to be more um, structured and more uh, sort of regimented and have real, uh, like, okay, this is the joke I'm working on mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it because everything else about sort of my life is very imp- improvisational. Right. Um, but yeah, like when you talk on the phone all day, or when you talk all day, you you don't want to talk at no, night. No, you don't. You, you really don't. I don't want to. I and I'm tired. That. And I've it's, and it's other people. Mm-hmm. It's like I haven't like sat with myself, or like even even when you're with friends and you're being funny, there's a relaxation to it that you can really like, kind of like hit a groove of like flow, and you're like, ooh, I'm funny, you know? Yeah. You're like, ooh, like I'm just like in this living room. I mean, I I think that's what I wanted to create, and I still <laughs> would like to create like that uh, sort of living room vibe. Right. But then it's like, no, this isn't my living room. These aren't your friends. And, like, you actually have to do the work of a comedian, mm-hmm. which is something that I definitely uh, mark my words, Draft House audience. Next time I come next month, hopefully, if they have me back, I will crush because I, I want to be good at comedy. I yeah. like to perform. Right. But it, it just hasn't been that fun. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I mean, I think I'm much younger in comedy than you guys. I'm two years in, so I am doing comedy I'm all up in those mics. I'm there like every day. And there is such a thing, even in this stage, where you can do too much comedy. Yeah. Like this actually is happening to me. It's so funny you asked this question, PD, because this is actually happening to me right now. I've done comedy now. This is last night was my 12th night in a row mm. of doing at least one set, usually two or three sets every night. Mm-hmm. And last night it went really bad. And I felt three days before I was like, I need a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just too much. Like, things are getting too robotic. Mm-hmm. And even when I'm, I'm doing different stuff, but it's not the same set every single time, but I'm doing different stuff. But you need, like you said, management of energy. You need to disconnect 
sometimes from that just like mic after mic after mic after mic totally. energy because if not it loses I mean it does it loses its fun and it loses sort of its spontaneity and its improvisation which is important to have even if you're doing written jokes million percent like the right. energy of being ex- just excited and just to be excited to be there and like the possibility of the unknown and the possibility of right. is so fun and, and I think the audience can feel it too and when you are genuinely like excited to present or excited to share it shows and people Mm -hmm. people want to be there when you're tired and you don't want to be there they know like there's no hiding it and I think to your point too something that I've been again like it's like so funny like self-care is like life coach to life life coach to therapist Uh, uh. it's like it's so hard like it's (laughs) so fucking hard and it's so much fucking work and it's like so many tears and like I was not kidding I've been like crying for months and like just purging and trying to transform and and not get in my own way and then noticing that even when I do things to not get in my way I'm in my own way even more and mm-hmm. oh my god I if I can be real about that too and I you know it's like balance is this thing that for some reason is it's like the thing that we all need and it's just so hard to achieve so it's like yeah. maybe some mm-hmm. nights of the week you actually go to like a group meditation class or maybe totally. some night maybe like I need to make a little time you know more time for yoga or more time for you know somehow it gets harder as you get older too oh my god you know it's kind of ironic that balance should be harder to achieve as you're getting fatter naturally (laughs) you know well it's usually as you're getting older you're just adding more stuff to your life like i'm married and for a long time i was like sundays i don't yeah Exactly. Well, yeah, you should be more in your shit, but it's not. You just keep adding stuff to your life, and it's balancing all these things you're collecting. Yeah, sort yeah. Sort of like the more fat you have, the more you have to disperse said fat mm-hmm. or you fall over. Yes, well, and do. it's like then if you're not balanced yourself, you're adding something to something that's not balanced. So yeah. right, right, it's right. like, you know, yeah, you just can't – you can't like – if you know, you can't if you have a broken leg, you have a broken leg. It's okay. like you can't like you can't sell having two working legs and act like you have two working legs and carry things and do things as if your legs are both fine because they're not. Right. No, so no, no matter what, everything that you attach to it is going to fall or your going other to leg is a strike on match. <laughs> it is. It's just like you. Yeah, it's it's ready to just fucking eat you alive. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you're not real about that broken leg, then you know, no matter what things you add yeah. you you are now teetering all the time and it's <laughs> mm-hmm. like either stop and and heal the leg and make sure that then you go to physical therapy and then you're doing the walking and then i think something too that happens is like even when you have like great sets mm-hmm. or when you find that place of balance or you're doing all the things to do all the self-love yeah. and then you're like oh i'm good now yeah like, oh yeah. i did it i did the self-love and yeah. like now i'm back yeah. mm-hmm. i was just talking about right like even like i was talking to pearl last night like She's like, why don't you just like go crush? And like, I don't care if you do new material or material, but just go crush. And I was like, oh yeah. And she's like, that's part of this. Like, also just like, yeah, like going and crushing and having fun. And so I did, and it was great. And I got off stage, and she was like, she's so brilliant. But she's like, you know, now the thing to do, it's not like, oh, I'm back. Because I'm always like, I'm back. Whenever I like mm-hmm. have one of these cycles where I'm like, I, I'm suck and I'm not good, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I am good. Like yeah. I'm so up and down. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, she was like, dude, it's not about like you're back it's about staying back it's about like now just because you crushed this show it's not like oh great and now i can just like go back to doing everything the way i was doing it before that wasn't Mm -hmm. working for me it's like oh no whatever led up to this is actually what you have to keep doing it's not like oh i've graduated Mm -hmm. i've graduated and now that i'm good 
I can go be bad again. It's like, no. Right. I mean, I say this as like I drink a Coke, but it's like yeah. that's such a good example of it, though. You know, it's like, oh, I'm thin. I'm fit. Like, mm-hmm. I can have a Coke. And it's like, no, I should fucking only be drinking water. And I should be like, you know, going to yoga after this. And I should be, you know, but it's like it's just hard. Yeah, you got to like give yourself. A little leeway. A little leeway, yeah. but, like, just keep it real. Yeah. Like, are you actually, are you both of your legs fine? Okay, then proceed. Right. I don't think we do that. No, we don't. I no, certainly we don't. don't. 400 we squats. Don't. I'm fucking out here hobbling, yeah. selling, like, and I will walk you to the finish line. It's like, yo, yeah, you don't yeah. even have fucking legs, Sarah. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like, you are, you know, and then, uh, so, I'm just trying to be more real about, like, what I am able to actually do and, like, am I putting my self-care first it's like right and if i'm not then like yeah no don't go to a mic go stay home go sleep yeah so you, you know? mentioned yeah. adderall and deviated septum stuff in the <laughs> yes. set now are those two connected no they're not chance? connected because i definitely knew a couple people where that oh no 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 problems were very <laughs> one, much one problem was connected it yeah. was a cause of it the was other a causal link yeah, yeah. no 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 i don't know about that <laughs> yeah, no, no. yeah no that um Asking for a friend. No, yeah, yeah, I, bitch, no. no I, <laughs> I, uh, I definitely have never, I mean, I have, I guess, in college. I've never really blown Adderall, if that's what we're talking about. I've never snorted it, and I've never, uh, I'm not much a, I'm not much of a cocaine user just because, again, I don't have the sinuses for it. Yeah. Like, I, I would do blow more if I had a neti pot with me. Like, honestly, I'm down to, like, <laughs> I wish I could take a neti pot to parties and be like, hey, you know, I, I literally need to, like, I need to irrigate my sinuses the minute I do a line. It's so uncool. I've had two surgeries. Nothing fixes it. Like, I just cannot breathe. I don't even... I tried... I meant to do a joke about it. I have a joke about how, like, yeah, like, just the Jews are killing themselves with this, like, sinus problem and interbreeding. But, like, we have to... Yeah, no, I don't have the sinuses to blow anything. Um, No, uh, so Adderall, I have been on and off of since I was a kid. Uh, And um, I... Strictly oral, right? Strictly oral and like doctor supervised. I'm not buying it on the street, although I'm having to sell it. No, I'm just kidding. It's a felony. But, um, but, and I also am not, I am now uh, on a taper off program that took a long time to even get to. So I've been like trying to stop taking Adderall since basically like November. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's taken so long is because I keep doing this thing where I'm like cold turkey. I'm like done. And then I like won't take it for a week, which is fine. But then I get really like, I mean, I'm a pretty positive person in mm-hmm. general, mm-hmm. but um, but when you t- fuck with your like brain chemistry, mm-hmm. so then it would send me into some like Ooh. super low, of and course, then yeah. but then I wouldn't reach out to anybody or ask for help, so I would just like waste a week of of time, and then you know, so uh, I'm now on a doctor supervised taper off uh, plan, which mm-hmm. is the only real way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the only way. I've gone off it before. But I had different support structures, yeah. whereas now I, re- I don't really. So it's right. like I actually need like – d- when I got off it the first time, my adorable boyfriend that I talked about on stage mm-hmm. was like – he just was like cooking and cleaning and like allowed me to move through my process. And I had a great therapist, and I just was with a rich guy, so it was like fine to just be not functional for right, a right. while. And um, I started taking way too much of it. I, I spent last year making uh, or trying to make a really intense documentary about one of my friends and clients who grew up in a Christian fundamentalist rape cult. What? I know. I know. You know, so much to discuss. But um, I can't wait to see that movie. Well, I don't know if it'll ever come out. I don't think she's speaking to me, but um, it it. 
addiction. Jews have taken over Hollywood. Oh my God! <laughs> LOL. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, you know. So through that process, I was as the project got more and more irresponsible, and as more and more, um, as more and more responsibility was on me to tell this person's story, to find, to raise money, mm-hmm. to present, to direct to I mean just like I put way too much on my plate at a time that I also didn't I I just was like like talk about distractions like super distracting from like just myself you Mm -hmm. know and so I piled on all this shit and was really just like the doses of Adderall I was taking were like out of control like I just was taking so much Mm. that I sort of like felt a bit soulless at the, the end of it and I was yeah. like acting like a crazy person and then yeah. like you know I, then I found myself like whereas a million times had I been sober or even just appropriately medicated I'm not anti-medication but right. like I would have had the I would have been able to like not pull the plug but like slow the train down or um, have better foresight better planning things like that I I just found myself in the middle of like car crashes you know not actual but like proverbial you know just (laughs) like train wrecks Mm -hmm. and uh i was so out of it that i needed it to become a train wreck in order for me to get real i mean it's just everything's a mirror right Mm -hmm. so i went into this girl's crazy story and made it my own in some weird way and then we were just mirroring each other's addictions and and pain and wounds and it was a deeply it is continuing to be a deeply healing experience, but man, it got really uncomfortable and, uh, awesome. and I mean, wild. I mean, I definitely <laughs> like, wild. you know, I'm not like, I don't regret it. And I feel like the memoir I write someday, like I'm not, I'm not, not proud of like, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't say this with any shame. I'm not like, I can't believe myself. I can't believe I did that. I'm sort of like, right. whoa, like, okay, well, if you're going to look, if you're going to do too many drugs and do something, I'm so proud that I tried to make like a social justice documentary with my, with my addiction, you know, yeah. like yeah. totally fine with that as you know, on a soul level, I'm not, I didn't like hurt anybody intentionally right. or like do anything that was violent or like, mean or anything like that. That's when Adderall gets too bad. Right. Like, when right. Adderall gets too bad it leads to documentaries. Like it's yeah, dangerous. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. When it, no, it does. It's like I was doing like so I was like doing payroll for a crew. Right, I was right, doing right. I was fucking up all night right. researching researching this cult. I'm like looking right. you know. I'm, I'm, the so, sick like, underbelly yeah. of Adderall. Exactly. You should call this documentary filmy substance. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. That's like what it was. I mean it really was like a because like then I'm like wow okay now I'm like now I'm like really Really avoiding everything I that like, actually has to do with my life and everything has to do with this, like the the like foundation of the film. But like I, you know, you take an Adderall and you decide to focus on something, and it's like, oh yeah, let's just like research the Christian right, or like let's just like I'm right. up all night, I'm up all night, like, and then I'm like, you know, yeah. Kurt go- Metzger had a joke. Theories. I just saw him recently about Goobies where he was saying like, you ever just take a weekend and do the you know Middle East peace process right. thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, like that's the thing. Like that's like what I was doing. So it's like I'm, I'm up. But then, you know, what ends up happening is like it's one thing to just like stay up and research. It's another thing to be like, okay, girl, now let's like, let's like go to your childhood home and film your trauma. And you know, it's like it gets pretty irresponsible. Even if all you're doing, even if like you're on the right side of history Mm -hmm. and your heart's in the right place, sure. uh, You know, so then I, so then you know, I had the breakup was breakup for real. And 
the relationship is also not as bad as I like made it sound. Mm-hmm. I, it always sounds so no, much worse when I. No, this fucking breakup sounds worse. Yeah, it's same breakup. Oh no, the oh. girl. No, no, the breakup with the girl. The breakup with the movie was actually more heartbreaking than the breakup breakup that I've been going through has oh. been going on yeah, this whole yeah, time. Yeah. Okay, okay. But it's um. The prolonged breakup. Sort. I mean, we were breaking up before we started dating. dating. I mean, it was sort of <laughs> oh, one of those yeah. things where, like, you know, yeah. he was my best friend, and um, w- you know what it really is? It's like uh, to, to our analogy before. It's like not only did I have a broken leg, but he had a broken leg, and so then we're like, hey, and in this love, let's climb this tree together. And then it's like two people with one broken leg trying to climb a tree together and so it was less like anything personal and more just like hey well, like they say the odds are good that the goods are odd and the right. goods were <laughs> odd you know it's so, like the whole thing was just like off but it's all about balance it's like the balance Ugh. was off and you so know, there wasn't like an equilibrium it was like hard two to negative find. broke legs. No, no, it wasn't like now we have two. No, then you become like, like a, a Siamese twin, and then you can never fuck. <laughs> right. No, it's like <laughs> you know, like <laughs> still got it. Dang, dang, dang. Yeah, but so it's like you know that. Uh, I I need to talk about it more. I have a lot of great like Adderall jokes that I didn't do, but I felt like I was freaking them out so much that like I got I just like retreated back into just like. I'm just a failure. I'm just a plain old failure. I'm like, do I talk about the documentary on stage? It's like, nah, not today. Like, just give them some jokes. <laughs> like, I, in the middle there, I was just like, okay, you've like totally freaked them out enough. Yeah, old time hockey, set up, punch. Right. That's the plan. Well, you right. just gotta commit to the fact that, like, like I said, like sometimes they're not gonna laugh. They're just gonna connect, and yeah. that's okay. Well, and I just like if and if that's the case, then like I have to listen back and like decide if decide what's next i mean right i think until you like shoot a special or until you like do something that until you submit your script for something the way to think about all of comedy and all of anything is just like a work in progress and it's like if you take the pressure off of like good or bad or like in or out it's like okay so this are the good things about it and these are the things that need work and it like Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be like it just doesn't i always make it deeper than that i always make it like what does this mean about me as a writer? What does it mean about me as a performer? What does it mean to, you know, all these things that I've done? You know, am I bad? And it's like, it's not even that. It's really just like, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Now work with it or don't. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, comedy's definitely, uh, I mean, thank God for comedy because at least it keeps you honest. <sighs> oh, yeah. It's a truth serum. It yeah. is. Like, if I didn't expect myself to perform, I could have just continued to like be completely unruly, but it's like when you perform and then then you hear yourself back or you get the reflection and you're just like, "Whoa, this is batshit crazy." It's like, thank mm-hmm. God I went and did that bat cra- batshit crazy thing on stage in front of people because I might have never heard my. No matter how much therapy you have, especially if you're a performer that's not performing, therapy for me was like without performing a lot was becoming very performative so it's like if i was in therapy and like i wasn't either crushing or weeping i was like this sucks so Mm -hmm. it's like clearly i have to express myself in the world and i need to work on that in a more organized way i've gone to therapy less since starting comedy however i can say that the vicissitudes of the whole process and the business have made me do self-care more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You seem really well. You actually seem like you're in a great place. I mean, I, oh, we thanks. haven't caught yeah, up for no, a while, but... She knew me back when, man, I was a fucking... Yeah, I feel like when oh, you really? walked in, I like didn't even recognize you for a second. I, like Even just like your outfit. Like I feel like when Thank I first you. started hanging out I've with you... I've talking about that a lot. Really? Yeah, yeah, because I, I met PD two years ago. 
years ago. So like this is the PD. Oh my I god! Know. He, no, he was like real sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how else to say yeah. it. That's hilarious. Like he was way more. Um, well, you know what it is actually. It's like I'm excited to see you perform. We got to hang this week because yeah. it's like I feel like. I'm not like a professional professional. I don't have like life coaching certifications. But what I will say from my non-professional point of view, it's like it seems almost like the way you're describing your character on stage that really works. You are just living that more. Whereas now this is actually you. And then you can like flip into a, a character version of yourself on stage or this like persona that is funny. But like what I'm seeing now is is actually mu- I remember it used to be so funny to me that you were a therapist. Yeah. Knowing you don't understand. I mean, that's still funny. I mean, <laughs> it is. But like even the way you look now, I it 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 is funny, but it's also not. Like you're such yeah. a kind person, and you're such a you're actually a really deep person. I mean, I've always known that about you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but like it's the true. way that you were presenting was like almost like thuggish. Yeah. Like. Really? And I think that's a like line. a highly charged word. But like I I I don't know what else to, what other word to use. Like yeah, well, he was a little bit like. Yeah, just like sloppy. No, that's 100% true. I've definitely changed because when you're up there, you got nowhere to hide. And it's like after a while, okay, that's great. You've done those things. But what happens when people stop laughing? And it challenges what you believe about yourself deep inside. You're like, am I really that person? Do I really think that? Or do I need to fucking go back to the drawing board? Not just, you know, make better jokes, but make it more honest about like me and yeah, yeah. And, and, right. and really kind of open up um definitely i w- yeah no i was a fucking way wow different person i think to your the, to what you just said though like there's also something interesting about like i actually don't have any judgment of anybody who goes on stage and does a character and i'm actually tr- i i could probably be a little less honest and a, and a little bit more um, planned when I when I perform the way I sort of used to be, and I, I think that's yeah. Like, when you could say like I go on stage and I have nowhere to hide, it's like yes, but also like or just like be or hide or or just be that character. It's but it's like when you get off stage, even though you can hide and it is hiding, the minute that you have that realization on stage, you're like oh my god, I have nowhere to hide and who am I? Mm-hmm. You have to actually answer the question off stage, right. and so it's like you can. I'm fine with people keeping a character in service of self-care or in service of protecting energy totally. or you know what I mean? Like I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I think it's scarier when people like, it's sort of scary when people like only evolve on stage and then off stage, you're like, Whoa, you're actually not okay. You know? So mm-hmm. the, there's like a real sort of seesaw. I mean, it's balanced all the time, yeah. but it's like, like actually it's, it's to me, it's more admirable for someone to like be able to snap, snap into a character do this in a really safe perform in a safe way that's entertaining but then off stage continue to do the harder work of like growing as a person mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. facing your demons and like getting shirts that fit you good job <laughs> pd and like no he was yeah. wearing like baggy ass shit like he looked really like um i didn't give a fuck i didn't go to a barber at that point in my life yeah. i'd been to a barber in t- so what did you? So what was going on with the hair? Was it just like long and crazy, no, or were you just cutting would it yourself? Just shave it, or yeah. I'd let it just rock out. I'd get a long ass beard. What? But I was like, I wasn't as approachable. I definitely wore big coats. I fucking didn't like talking to most people that were any bit like real different or whatever, unless you really? were like you know like a hip hop head or like yeah uh-huh. something like that. I was just I, I had a kind of brusque sort of. Yeah, you were I can't much- imagine. That's so different because, like, I mean, I don't know. When I started, you were, like, one of the most, like, 
clearly secure comedians who wasn't just like so weird to talk to me because I was like new or a girl or whatever. And you were just like, so you felt so like nice and normal in the sense of like how normal we all can be in the world. Yeah, of comedy, I think right? that, but like, that was like two years ago, maybe. Yeah, I started in 2016. So like, so. you know, I think by then I'd realized because I'd had enough like run-ins with other comics up by that point who would say like, you know, eh, this is too much or like. I, you know, I could just feel a kind of negative vibe right. or whatever, so I think I toned it down a lot. And I also thought, like, you know, you're a fucking therapist. You're 30-something now. Like, you got to grow the fuck up. This well, is yeah, like I just didn't get that vibe from you at all. Like, everything you guys are talking about is so different than anything I've experienced with you at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. I literally just, when you, like, came over behind me just now, I was like, What? Hello, I was like Peter. <laughs> Hello, Peter. <laughs> Who is this Peter that has arrived? I mean, literally, like, uh, but but it, I think it's a testament to the good work that you were doing on yourself, and I think that you know it's very inspiring to me. And I think we gotta just keep trying to be, you know, like the most authentic and nice, like kind versions of ourselves. Totally. Yeah. To ourselves and others off stage, on stage, do whatever you want. Like, yeah. you know, don't don't hurt people, but. You know, if you have a persona or you say things that are edgy or you yeah. try things out, I'm fine with that. It's like I love problematic shit on stage. That'll never change. Right. But see, right. I became more marketable when I went from utterly offensive <laughs> to problematic. Totally. That's right. kind of yeah, the, that's the a difference. good way to put it. Mm. Right. You definitely were utterly offensive for a minute yeah, there. Yeah. And that's why it was always so weird. But it was like, this guy's a therapist. Who's like, what <laughs> the fuck? Like, <laughs> what if, you know, but if people come that know him or like what if people that work with him come? He's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. And he's like, <laughs> okay. I was like, well, uh, we're worried. Uh, yep, 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 <laughs> so yep. I really, I applaud you. I think you've really grown into yourself oh, as a you. man in a beautiful way. <laughs> so wonderful to hear. Mm. Butterflies. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go pinch my cheeks. <laughs> there you go. Now, um, this week we've got some great things coming up here at the DC Draft House. We've got Emo Phillips is here oh from shit. HBO uh, on Friday and Saturday at seven and nine. Fantastic! And then Jokes on Jock as a show uh, Sunday. That would be the fifth uh, of August, mm-hmm. eight p.m. I believe it is. You can check the DC Draft House website and also make sure to follow our pages on Instagram as well as Facebook and Twitter Currents DC we're going to give out free tickets to any of those shows well not any just the emo just the really just the good show the shit. emo Phillips no, on the they're third all on the good. fourth Everything yeah yeah that's true that's true good. that's true but this is these <laughs> are the these are the flag thank you for correcting me Peter shows. yeah the flag some of them are good shows. some of them some are, are bad yeah, yeah, yeah you know that that fucking that serum or you know yeah whatever next time I come you got to put this out and whenever the next date I am here, I know I'm here sometime next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone should come. Yes. I'm yeah. going to listen back to the set and I'm going to edit it. And even if there is interaction, my jokes will be better too. I promise. Boop, 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 boop. And we can talk about it then. Yeah. Yeah. We're we'll going to do we'll the do podcast a again. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We'll do a self-help with self-care accountability. Mong, mong, mong. 
So <laughs> we got those things. So remember, just to friend us on all of those platforms. And guess what? You can unfriend us and then friend us again the following week because we'll be doing giveaways then too. But doing <laughs> yeah. that, okay, the hustler's way, you get to submit a chance to win free tickets to, you know, this week it'll be Emo Phillips. So I don't know why people haven't done that much. Maybe it's because you're not listening to this shit. But if you no, are. people listening to this shit. It's just people that are afraid to give us the thumbs up. Don't be afraid. All it is a thumbs up or a heart on Instagram, and that's it. You get two free tickets to go see Emo Phillips from HBO. That's amazing. No, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fucking manifest. How many more likes do you want to have? How many more thumbs up by the time I come back? A thousand. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to manifest a thousand likes, which means that we just have to act as if we have a thousand likes. Perfect. So how does it feel to have a thousand new likes, you guys? It feels good. I mean, I can't keep track with all the other thousands of, like, plus that thousands that have happened. I don't hey. think I even have to tell you how it feels because I got a thousand likes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel way better than where we are now? Way better. Let's get out of this moment and get in the thousand yeah. likes moment. <laughs> well, we definitely want to thank Miss Sarah Armour for coming through and thank you guys. a good hour of time and content to us. This was mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm so happy to be with you. I love you guys. Yeah, thank you for you coming. Too. Thank My you pleasure. for coming. And uh, remember to follow us. Peace. Peace. Bye, guys.